I'm sorry that you've been cursed by a small child who really wants to destroy your car. That's dude. I got a fucking. I have a. Yeah, I got it. Speaking again. of destroying your car, this reminds yeah. me of the dilemma that was posted in our private chat. Oh, I will okay. Relate so to we're listeners. not going to talk. We're just not we'll going to talk, talk about again. your car problems in a minute. But they. We're not going to talk about the how spiritual I, I problem that I'm uh, that I'm proposing. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're not going to talk so, about it because Walt is going to talk over you. Uh, that that as, is what's okay. happening. As usual, uh, listeners okay. as well as my co-hosts, I'll pose a question here. Uh, if you have a car with no windshield and you go into the car parts store, listen, I don't know, uh, like the Auto Zone or something along those lines. I assume that's what it's called. Oh. Uh, and they offer you a car windshield for your car. It's $900, but they also offer you NOS for your car. That's the same price. This is not, this what, is nothing. What do the you rapper? do? No, the, the speed <laughs> shit. Yes. The NOS injector for your engine. No, they offer a to nitrous, let NOS yeah, yeah. the rapper. He's going to live in your car. No, he's uh, not going to, you're not taking yeah. this exercise in thought seriously at all, Daniel. Well, this I'm is not. a serious exercise. If you don't have a windshield, <laughs> then bugs get in your teeth. Well, hang on. Yeah. Just keep it's your mouth a metaphor. shut. It's a metaphor for, do you want to live life protected from the environment, or do you want to slam that NOS like a true man? The rapper? I, no. The rapper? What are you talking about? The gas, nitrous oxide. I, I his, think his debut album is pretty gas, if you ask me. Damn. I think Wolf is banned <laughs> yeah, from posing hypotheticals about cars because he does not own a car. That's true. You're a second-class citizen. I'm a I'm a taxpayer of DC, which technically means I own the entire DC metro system. Checkmate. That's... I own several. <laughs> I own at least twenty-five trains. Oh yeah. Run. So yeah. Can, can you fire a janitor if he disrespects you? That is a trend no. that people of DC. No, you you cannot do that. <laughs> <have exhibited>. yeah. <laughs> it's the new hobby. It is. Some good times honest. on the DC metro. Just be rude to people on the subway for like six hours after you get off work. DC's crazy. We had like some think tank chick uh, try to get a Metro woman fired for eating on the train. She was like posting pictures of this woman to Twitter. This is a while back, but it caused a huge oh, yeah. stink. I remember that. She was eating on her break and then the woman on was like, how come we're not allowed to eat on our breaks? She should be fired. <laughs> like basically insinuating what? this poor uh, woman should be fired from her job. Walter, no I, offense, but I think your city has the greatest proportion of shitty people. It really does. As any city on earth does. It you really don't think does. LA Maybe, has more yeah. shitty people? No, DC has more LA? like no, LA has lots of normal people. people. No, Us? people in LA are freaks. They're not. I, yeah. <laughs> They're not normal. There's so many people that. in LA. Enough of them are normal. Another anecdote about the DC Metro is that I read an article once ago about four or five, it might have been NYC Metro, but they had four or five employees that had a little, like, hideaway oh, that I they'd set that, up yeah. a break room in, and they, they would hang out and drink beers. In yeah, they had a man cave, like, in the subway system. This is fucking awesome. <laughs> so cool. Dude, I want a uh, man cave. I was looking up, this is a super weird tangent, but I was looking at some fucking uh, art for the it's Metro. It's a really weird tangent. I was looking it's at fine. One I actually of the, don't want to talk about it. It's fine. <laughs> I was looking at some uh, graphic design stuff for the DC Metro, and I was like, I, can't, I was like following some web links to some stuff, some like posters I'd seen on the subway, and uh, I figured out I was like, I'll just look into the life of like this one graphic designer. That'd be kind of neat because his name's on the work, uh, and he had died 
by like injecting concrete into his uh, what? veins Whoa. and muscles. What uh, the fuck? To try and get buff. That's some he wanted to become an X Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was injecting plastic. What? So I was researching was he this random Ill? guy. No, I think he had body image issues, and he was like, uh, he Is was it part like of this not sub- literal concrete, like was, some kind. It of- was like plasticine, but he was part of this okay. subculture of like, uh, I can't remember what they're called, like gainers or something, uh, that wanted to modify their bodies at any cost to become the well, ultimate. I've seen pics bears. of people who just look cartoonish. They just have like yeah. giant lumps where muscles would be. Yeah, that was that was this guy, and he injected it, and he died. But he was a graphic designer for DC Metro, and that's the only thing. I wanted to convey was how strange a journey that well, was. That's what you get for being curious. That's some Kazakhstan shit, like crocodile. Yeah, it was really sad because he was really talented. Huh. That's that, that, yeah, that's fucked up. Oh man. Welcome to <laughs> <laughs> just, just think in the MCU world he would have become uh, a metal man or something. Uh yeah, could have been a superhero. In the MCU world. Yeah, it would have been great. Comforting. Mm. what podcast is this this is 30 minute worlds i was gonna say probably more like 45 minute worlds with how low energy tonight has been so far Ah, this this is tight this is tight okay well yeah we we need to talk about more um tragic tangents uh we're gonna probably break off in the middle uh for about 30 minutes (laughs) i got i've got a story about um my own story about discovering uh a, a deep and heartbroken tragedy Lay it so. on me. No. No. What we this do on this podcast is a I specifically and said I was waiting uh, until the middle of the episode. I, so. I only listen to every other word uh, that you say. I'm going to roll a dice, and we're going to decide who the lore lad is. It's going to be me. It's a it's, dice I don't think for it's going to be you. So no, I it's going to be me. You know. Call it fate. Call it a hunch, but I don't think the number on the dice is going to be you. Walter's just picking it's it. It's a four. Time. It's Belvin. Oh, very good. Oh, hey. Everything is coming up Millhouse. Yeah, well, Belvio. All right, Belvin, the word is caffeine. Ooh. Okay. Caffeine. Neat. Uh, my word uh, is concrete. Caffeine and concrete. (laughs) Excellent anecdote. (laughs) At least, at least we can turn that tragedy into something. (laughs) Yeah, I I see no paths to drug use from these prompt words (laughs) whatsoever. Well, Chessman, bring Uh, us home. Yeah. How about um, mm, plague? Plague. Well, yeah. um, we live in a dark times. thing going on in the world right now. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. How could he dare, right? You know, talk <laughs> about. It's pretty, pretty fucked, dude. But okay, I guess we could. Okay. Concrete, plague, caffeine. Mm. Concrete, caffeine's a very specific vibe. Well, plague and concrete are the two words that connected for me first, just because yeah. the idea of like some plague that turns you to stone. That's a Game of Thrones thing, actually, right? Like the stone yeah, skin the stone thing. Men. Oh, it is. I forgot yeah. all about that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure you just wipe most of Game of Thrones from your mind, like you should have. 
Uh, you read the books. Yeah, they're better. I, I saw the ending and I was completely satisfied by it, and I didn't see a reason. <laughs> uh, uh, very good. And I've just been at ease ever since. Just when I was like, okay, sum up the DC going, yeah. and beat you up. Well, <laughs> you just, couldn't do it. Yeah, I'm gonna train. Ride a train. Would you. <laughs> Probably they would confound <laughs> me. So concrete has a figurative meaning as well. Hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. It's real like, and solid and strong. Yeah, yeah. Right, not abstract. Right, it's a it's a real thing. Oh, it's also a real thing. Well, sure. Caffeine is a weird one because caffeine is like a specific molecule that's in some food. And right, can, we can also just say this is this world has hyperactivity or energy baked into it somehow. An energy play. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Hmm. Like, like what if there is a disease that makes you, like, basically have the the pill from Unlimited or whatever the hell that movie is? Limitless. <laughs> yeah. What? Limitless. Right. It's one yeah, of the four a, use your whole brain movies. Oh, yeah. Those are the best movies ever made. So you, you, you take a pill and it's like a, an ADD pill, except it makes you magic and smart. Damn. Okay. So like a, a hyperactivity plague, hyperactivity virus. A plague of hyperactivity. Okay. Yeah, it could be something that makes you super, super productive and then you like burn out really bad and crash. How would that be a plague? Oh, pla- okay, wait, a uh, concrete world, a concrete world. As in like, maybe like brutalist style city world. I was definitely world. thinking, yeah, yeah that like is DC sort of... metro style <laughs> world. Oh yeah, so, Soviet yeah. tenement style, baby. Yeah, just like... Rungs and rungs and rungs of, of brutalist ass buildings. Yeah, Blade and maybe they need shit. to raise productivity, so they release this this uh, energy plague. That'd be interesting. Wait, so they they so released the, the it? people? They, they being to, the ruling class, perhaps? Yeah, yeah, because everyone's so oppressed in their society that uh, they're not productive enough. <laughs> because they live in a terrible brutalist hellhole. Okay, so why why is this a cityscape? And not even like a, a cool Coruscant futuristic cityscape. Well, it could like, be kind of a Ravnica. I hate to name drop shit, but uh, it could be kind of a plane that's a city, right? Or like that's a whole city not world, a whole yeah. planet, but it's smaller. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, a, like a or or if we were going to stick with like the the brutalism stuff, you could go to like uh, uh, who did a uh, Mona Lisa Overdrive, that kind of stuff. I don't know what that is. The um, Neuromancer. Oh, Gibson. Yeah. Uh, Gibson's world has like these huge sprawling like mega cities called the Sprawl. What's well, called the Sprawl. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like, I mean, it's similar to like a plane city or a planet city, right? Like it's it's a city that's so big that it essentially is. Yeah. There's yeah. no place that's not the city. I gotcha. The Sprawl, we'll call it. There's some interesting... One motive that's coming to me as a reason for the sprawling, brutal cityscape is that there's some group that wants to have like a city built for them or homes built for them. And there's maybe an underclass species uh, that's been tasked with just like infinite building, essentially. Uh-huh. They can mm-hmm. call them the slake. Like maybe they're... The slake? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm just imagining these like yeah. kind of like ashen face like kind of like concrete gray faces 
like mm-hmm. rugged almost, features, uh-huh. almost like golem sort of things. Like, yeah, oh, hang like, on. A little bigger and bulkier. Golems could be an in- cool element to introduce. I don't think we've had golems, golems. in a setting. Yeah, yeah. Golem, but golem. With yeah. concrete, that, that works really yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're like a like oh, an underclass they could, they could be of golems. laborer under- concrete golems. Underclass of golems. Yeah. Well, they could be. This is what's cool. Uh, if if you have golems, if you have golem technology, and you've also established all the buildings are made of concrete, you can have specialized golems built into the walls of buildings uh, to act as like communication <laughs> relays and or like, like smart home type yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Oh, that's cool. I like that. Uh, but they're trapped there. <laughs> they can't move. Right. I mean, it's not good for them, but they, it's cool. They build legs for them, so like they're just a torso in your living right. room that you talk to. Well, we have the underclass right. and sort of what they do. What are the upper class here? Who are the rulers? <laughs> elves. Ah. <laughs> oh, no, <man>. elves. <laughs> elves are dumb. I don't I'm like the them. I'm the I like elves. I he don't like, like Elvenism. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want we to We never be get to play with elves. We can play with elves. We've <laughs> never want, established we a principle for a elves. tripartite veto. Of what if um, something the okay. says. <laughs> yeah, actually though, shit, what though. what if this is a a plane that was colonized by elves and they used their magic to create these golems to build the city for them on it? And then they kind of like uh left and the golems kept building for a long time and then maybe humans arrived, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that they was, don't really know like how that. to work the golems. They know a little bit about them, right? Yeah, well they know that if you say like you know, pick this up to them, then they'll do it. But they, they oh, maybe oh, cannot oh. make more of them or something. What if, what if it's a continent and the golems were told to build, right? Like they were given the instruction, you you, you build until we tell you to stop. And whoever yeah. told them that was wiped out or died or left. Right, right. So by the time someone arrives at this continent, is just covered. Hang on, a plague would kill yeah. a ton of fucking, uh, like people really unexpectedly. Right, the plague have killed everyone that's organic, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So what if the plague like does wipe out the people that make the golems and then these other people arrive and they like uncover it after a while of like settling into the city? And yeah, now they're dealing with it. Yeah, there would be because so much of the city would just be golem land. Yeah, it's funny. I, I think the definition of a f- plague. I, th- I I well, actually, I don't know if it's the definition of a plague or not, is that they jumped from one creature to another they jumped from like jumping from rats to humans or jumping a vi- like a virus that jumps from rats to humans i don't think that's the definition to go a virus on. that jumps from bats to humans i, I don't think it is either Just I, concentrate. I, yeah. if there's a narrative use for it i like that uh let's say you did have this caffeine plague right this like well caffeine doesn't have to be tied with plague but yeah go on maybe we don't know what the what the plague it was for or if it was beneficial or not but it was made for one group of people, like maybe. What if a golem made it? Yeah. What if it was a made rebel for golem. golems, and it jumped to, let's say, I don't know, dwarves. But I just feel like the there's golems. like an inorganic to organic thing. I wouldn't see a plague working. Like if there's a plague that's for stone creatures, it's obviously not physiologically yeah, yeah. compatible. I think the it, golems are kind of like they're the underclass here, but they're also. They ironically were immune to the plague that right. uh, passed. Well, I think if a rebel golem put together the plague, that'd be kind of cool. That's a true, too. Managed yeah. to maybe like a, a sympathetic 
crafter gave this golem free will and it's a whole whole frankenstein thing <laughs> that's true but then like yeah. um, how did humans or we need to nail down are there organic creatures still in the setting or did they leave um i think the race of humanoids that was there before which we can flesh out becomes relevant i think they got wiped out but there there would still be like animal like this is a whole ass continent what if they didn't get wiped out but uh the golems built the city so large this is pulling a bit from real life. People locked themselves away in like vast palatial concrete uh, blocks uh, and used golems as mass uh, communication between places. Oh, they're, hmm. The city we've established is huge. Like the plague is so potent that like there's never going to be a cure for it. So at this point, the remaining people are now in permanent quarantine. Jesus. <laughs> well, there's a certain level. There's a certain level of potency that kills off enough carriers that you don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, but I do like the idea of the city appearing really bare bones. You know, if you were to go outside, it's not bustling. No, not at all. I think it would be very. Right. It's huge, and very imposing, and Spartan and calm, bleak. So right, then, maybe, so maybe, like, not everyone dies, but all of the craftsmen die, all the people who would be in control of the golems have died. It would make sense because they'd be mm-hmm. very important yeah. in society, and, uh... Maybe perhaps targeted. The golems, if it was, yeah, yeah, if it was the golems doing it, they oh. wouldn't want people building more golems to use against them. Uh, well, so then what's happening now is these golems are wandering the this essentially infinite city breaking down old parts of the city maybe that or parts of the city have already crumbled and building new buildings there so the only source of new like living uh situations like as the uh, city starts to crumble like over time is you have to move to these new places that these uh that's what i was thinking yeah yeah because the city expands outward there also be mining golems i think also his whole job is just like burrowing for the raw material like maybe there's some mixture that's like kind of concrete like that would explain why it's all brutalistic well i think uh, right. it'd be cool if like the entire continent or wherever we set this is on an area devoid of like trees so it's kind of like a big stone plateau and well, so stones what no, they have to I, work with i think with. it's more interesting if there used to be trees <laughs> yeah there's no trees anymore. And like maybe you can still like burrow underneath and like find kind of like yeah. an underforest thing, but for the most part, it's just been all covered in this underforest. Trying to insert city. underforest into my <laughs> this brutalist city we made, and, for this awesome. and maybe there's elves down in the underforest. <laughs> 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 in my druid in ranger Drizzt O'Burden, Drizzt O'Bernie Sanders. <laughs> My boy. Alright, we've had our fun. We've had it's our fun. Canon. It's in the Just setting now. <laughs> Damn. Breaker 4-2. This is Commander Chuck Burnsides of the Plant Food Express. You know, when I'm hauling bio waste out here on the Ganymede Callisto line. Sometimes there's nothing to listen to but the Jovian bow shock whistling its siren song through my citizen band transponder. Lucky for me, that podcast, 30 Minute Worlds, got me bundled out with planets and planes and little desert diners that I can escape into. 
It's looking like uh, season two is about wrapped up, so you know what that means. Beginning in December, the lads will be going back through the season, deciding which world among them is the best, tournament style, so as they can revisit it. And they want to hear what you think. What you're going to want to do is create a data package with your favorite or least favorite episodes from season two and send that to 30minuteworld at gmail.com. They don't get much mail, I hear, so they're going to read it, and you will almost certainly sway the discourse. 10-10-07, Commanders, and happy world building. Let's uh, maybe zoom in on the golems. Okay. So, in my mind, they're like... They're automatons insofar as they have to obey their prime directives, but they still have consciousness. Like they still have autonomy that they could employ if they weren't yoked. Right. And they speak, you know, like the first language, the language of magic that was used to create them, the language of Adam or whatever. Uh, sure. So they have a kind of like a golem speak that we can't really understand and that was used probably to craft them, but all the craftsmen are dead. Right. Um, so they have a way to communicate with each other. There's, I guess, one significant golem who maybe had like a friendly relationship with his master until he turned revolutionary. That's kind of an old story, but mm-hmm. um, we'll call him Prome. Prome. I like that. Prome. And he's probably still kicking, which is interesting. So he's around. Yeah, they don't have lifespans exactly, right? Yeah. So the golems, do they like serving humanity? Prome doesn't. Is is service like part of how they're built? Like you have to kind of jailbreak them in order to uh, get them to behave in their own way. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Cause I could imagine, I think Prome was like, Prome was obviously rebellious, but Prome could be a special case. He could. Yeah. It yeah. Just, he, they could have made his rune wrong or something. And he figured out how to, I can just see them being like an alien kind of intelligence that would prefer to be doing something else, but like aren't in hell having to constantly mm-hmm. work well the thing about the thing about directives and you think about the um if this guy was if this prom was close to his creator and maybe was like a close assistant do, some of those directives might actually have been limiting to him uh doing his work like if one of their directives was to build and maybe he did stuff that was uh, completely against building sometimes because that's what his creator wanted him wanted from him so like maybe he was jailbroken. Yeah, that would make like sense. Like he was a free golem. Terry Pratch did a great take on golems that I think ties in with the mythology of them too, where they have to do something to the X degree whenever they're told to do it. Like uh, they have to be working all the time. They can right. never find a reason to not work. It's why they're alive. Uh, and I think it'd be cool if even the rebels they're still obeying the r- original command to like build the city and shit. Mm. But they're doing all this rebellion shit on the side uh, <laughs> because right. they need to work in order to live and like find purpose, mm-hmm. you know, so that gives the rebels kind of like a multifaceted aim, perhaps. Uh, I don't know if you guys like yeah. that idea or not. Well, I just don't know what they're rebelling against, like, because for, mm-hmm. say, 100 years, the golems have just been building and building, building this giant, absurdly huge cityscape. What if there are still a couple of elves, the ones in quarantine? Prome wants to get to them and take revenge, basically, or like okay, to ensure okay. that nobody else could enslave them again, basically. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because they're the only ones with the power to do it, right? Ephraim wants to finish the job, um, but they have Mm -hmm. lots of loyal golems, and they have like we mentioned the like smart golem houses Mm -hmm. that they use to communicate and get supplies. And And the humans are almost like an interloper on this. Like maybe maybe there's like one centralized place where there's like maybe one of the crafters left who can like still assign new. Um, or like maybe a lineage of crafters who can well, still assign this, new directives. There's this thing at the center of the city called the lathe, uh, or like the furnace that would be used to craft well, these golems. Would, they're made of concrete, right? Yeah, yeah. So it would be a lathe. Yeah. The, um, you need a mixer. Uh, the mixer. mixer. Yeah. Okay, you need, you that need makes mixer. sense. Uh, but there's rumors of golems who know because each golem has like a variety of tasks taught to them by like the first men that they're supposed to do. And there are rumors of these golems who know how to use the mixer, right? Who were taught by men. Right, uh, you claim that agency over their and own race. if you can, like, Prome can shut down those, find who those, what, like, who those golems are, who were ordered to go into hiding by men when the rebellion started, and destroy them, or bend them to his will, he can, like, control the entire world. Yeah, I mean, maybe uh, the same troublesome inventor who... Made Prome the way he was, experimented and found a way to like instruct golems to make golems. Mm-hmm. Oh, because the seed of like, you know, the forbidden knowledge for a golem to have is the ability to change other golems. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Directives. And they could have imparted this power to golems, or it could be a legend, like maybe they never did it, but the golems are like convinced that they had, you know, and so they're mm-hmm. looking for like these. Uh, titans or these archetypal golems who can make themselves, you know, and they'll become like humans. They'll become a race that can reproduce without the aid of another species. Right. I, I think that. that's what they that's what they're rebelling about is their own destiny uh, as a race. And it's less about like the work and more about like humans controlling their reproduction and their their attributes the methods of reproduction yeah and determining their entire lives whenever they make one of them yeah and you know your role is predetermined yeah i I like that that we had a plague and i also like that we had some survive because i think like you can maybe call it the palace lands like maybe there's a a strip of the continent Mm -hmm. that is like pretty palatial and has all these people Mm -hmm. and they're like elaborate quarantine setup where they like have golems that go down to these underground farms. What if it's called the, the palatial the palatial strip? Yeah, the palatial strip. Yeah, sure. strip sounds cool with concrete. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's setting appropriate. That could be cool. They could have like they're like hazmat suits, but they're like jeweled like dresses and shit, like from the seventeenth century, like very elaborate costuming. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't think people would ever go outside. Yeah, but I think that they would they would be like. They would be going on in a sort of mockery. Well, not a mockery, but like a, a facim, uh, facsimile. Facsimile. Yeah, a reproduction of, of what they were doing before. Because, I mean, people still do that now. Yeah, because they still have stories from, like, probably in a, a long time of when the plague was going on, when people did need to go outside still. And at this point, it's sort of worthless to go out. Mm-hmm. Because everything outside the palace is, uh, there, there's like maybe groups of people that go outside the palace on like longer expeditions to to other um, other civilizations, but 
it, the immediate area is like picked clean. No, I don't mm-hmm. think they would go outside so much as they might like go to a different like part of the palatial strip, like some Mask of yeah. the Red Death shit. Seeing another human is dangerous because you're, uh, it's it spread you, to the point in society, yeah, where like a uh, no one's really like immune to it. But uh, if your version touches another version, both of you guys can develop a new version of the virus and die. Right, right, just well, an absurdly strong super virus. It's a really yeah. Uh, how does caffeine factor into this? I feel like we haven't touched that at all. Shit. Oh, maybe well, that, we could tie that into the people who arrive because we kind of established that there there might be people who arrive after like 100 I years. I do like the idea that there are these quarantined people and then there are people who arrive who don't have to quarantine because the virus doesn't affect them. Right. Uh, so there's these golems, these like ancient quarantined people that are really hard to find because the city's huge and they know how to use the golems to evade detection and shit. And there's like the explorers, the parkour uh, faction of the city. <laughs> Wait, or what if the people who are, are coming um, have perhaps a genetic defect where their adrenaline glands or something are off? So like normally they don't have enough energy and they're dying prematurely, but they realize that caffeine offsets that. They kind of need caffeine to live. Um, so they're searching. That's why they're mm-hmm. even like traveling in the first place. The spice must flow. Well, why would they settle here at all? Because there's no greenery or agriculture. They're exploring. I guess and that's, there's I guess the that's under true. forests full of cocoa God beans. Damn it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> cocoa beans. Fuck you. In the Although, forest? I, okay. I guess, okay, Belvin, you do have a point in that. Uh, if the entire world is concrete, there would need to be a place that they harvested for food. So there would be some immense hydroponics joint, and that could foreseeably be under the city. I think that would actually be cool, right? Yeah, and I mean, a lot of it, though, is kind of unconsciously built, right? It's just like the, the golem are in automatic mode. So they just sprawled and sprawled and sprawled. And like if they're building up sometimes, I can see there being like big pockets of greenery that... I guess die off a lot because they don't get any sun. No, it's cool to like picture like a super low lying pockets of greenery where there's just side sidewalks that are 500 feet tall all around yeah. it. And then it's the old ground that the place was built on before. Yeah, I think you just have like little pieces like that that haven't been completed yet, essentially. Yeah, the gutters, plant life still grows. Yeah, um, and maybe they're so desperate. I mean, that's why these people would stick around. They're so desperate to find caffeine sources that... Well, what if they were like a... What kind of race would be relying on caffeine to live? It wouldn't be humans, right? I mean, something cold-blooded, I would think. Like, oh, that's kind of neat. Or like, like, um... Dare I say, gecko people that can climb walls? Lizard elves. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's Okay, so they're lizard elves, but let's just let's just not call them elves a little bit. Let's just call them lizards. How's that? I don't well, like okay. I don't like no. calling them lizards just either. Just as long as we know that their ears are pointy. Hang on, what if they uh, were like okay. kind of a like uh what if they were kind of like a Gila monster kind of people, like a specific vibe of lizard, you know? Kind of like a lizard? Or, no, what are the lizards that have the frills? Help me out. Those are dinosaurs, um, aren't they? No, uh, you mean the one from Holes, right? Yes, that's well, actually... Yeah. I, I, I don't know how adrenal glands work, but I know that lizards normally get... Like, they sun up for energy, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Well, they still have to keep the. They have to keep their body temperature uh, up. Lizards gonna, always yeah. sun on stones and shit. Uh, and this entire place <laughs> is made of concrete, uh, so it actually is very heat absorbent. That's true. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah, that's cool. Maybe maybe they're two factions. <laughs> 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 People who well, need caffeine and lizards who just want the sun on the giant. So, so. <laughs> yeah, so the yellow spotted lizards sun on the top of the skyscraper. So there are six factions. <laughs> oh my god. What if the lizards are just like big, like monsters, like that have like they like sun over a whole block or something? Well, what's interesting is if we think of this setting, like what if the golems, golems just keep building for like a thousand years, and these yeah. sellers come and go, like different race, different species come and go, um, mm-hmm. but eventually they either like catch the plague, or um, the the forces led by. Uh, what was his name? Prom. Prom. Yeah. Um, like cut him down or it's just like this terrible history of like all these different people. It is really cool to like think of this Prom's rebellion as like this army patrolling the continent, but it's a continent. They can't be everywhere at one time. So they're making the rounds, killing off whoever they find and just exterminating new groups of exploring species. And building along the way because yeah. they well actually would they still be building? I think they would. Well, there there could be a killbot golem subclass. Like I could see a situation where maybe like Prome captures a crafter. Yeah. Um. And Plus, like, they would have made <laughs> golems for protection anyway. Like before the rebellion even went down, just as like guards and shit. Right, but they would have a directive not to kill organics. I think. I guess that's true. Um. But yeah. no, I th- I think I can imagine Prome managing to get his hands on a killbot force essentially. Oh, that's tight. So we could have all these different species just like be a hundred years apart and arriving. <laughs> just like this long, terrible history. It is cool too to like envision that go- if the golems just keep building, like uh, the edges of this continent growing like to overhang the actual sea itself. Right, going it's higher and like, higher and yeah, higher. Exactly, just preposterous. Like parts of the concrete city just like crumbling away into the ocean on the periphery. God, yeah. Oh, it's cool. Oh, yeah. That's cool Love to it. imagine like a concrete skyscraper that it falls over and instead of cleaning it up, they just incorporate it into the surrounding environment. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, there's a lot of rubble fields uh, in certain parts of the city that are really old or that there was fighting in because uh, you're not fighting on solid ground. You're fighting over like a network of like buildings and tunnels and caverns. Burrows. Yeah. Jeez. This reminds me of the um, in Hellraiser, like the maze world that they come from. Like it's all like a big concrete maze. Oh, oh shit! I've only watched right, the first mind. Hellraiser. Don't they change? I thought they were demons, right? Yeah. They come from hell. Yeah, it's the pinhead, the demon guy, right? Yeah, job, they come Chessman. from this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they come from a pinhead, dimension yeah. that's like an endless maze, and you get like trapped there forever trying to find your way out. It's but it's this aesthetic sort of. Uh, never mind. Oh, it was neat. never mind. Never mind. Okay. Anyway, there's going to be a Hellraiser super fan listening. He's like, yeah. He's like pinhead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I know pinhead. that one. Pinhead. I love pinhead maze world. I've seen all nine pinhead, and I respect. <laughs> You Hellraiser listener. Uh, it's, isn't the... Um, okay, so does Prome... Is Prome's goal to give all the other golems like a, the same spark of like individuality that he has? Or is it just to get himself in control of the destiny of the golems? I, I think Prome, who I've named after Prometheus on our reveal, 
Wow. Um, once oh, uh, yeah. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> oh, what a reveal. Did I just blow your mind? <laughs> the pinhead of Greek myth, if you would. <laughs> yeah. Sort of yeah. like the alien from Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Precisely. That's I, the I seventh he faction. <laughs> he wants to give, I mean, he could want to be like a real boy and like give more like human-like agency to the golems, or he might just want golems to be able to control uh, their own production. I think that's a more powerful motive. Uh, yeah, I like mm-hmm. it. Like I like golems being a little more alien, like not just want to be like stone humans, but like being mm-hmm. different, like functionally, but also wanting to have control over themselves. Right, right. And if they control themselves, they control how they build the city. So imagine you're a golem, and you've been building the city. You don't die. You've been building this bullshit city uh, forever and ever. For a thousand years. Yeah, you actually mm. have very little creative control. Right, that's why it's all a brutal as hellscape. <laughs> yeah, and that's why it's all fucking uh, crumbling and shit, because the golems don't like... Their directive isn't to repair shit, and humans aren't very attentive to that, because the city's so large. So whenever a golem sees, like, a ruin, it's like that ad where, like, the guy throws the Coca-Cola can out the window and the Native American <laughs> guy starts crying. Like, but they can't Man, do I anything tell you about something. it. This city's going to shit. This city's going like, to shit. Back in my day, they never would have allowed this shit to happen. Well, after that fact is implies by the time, like, the, the thousand-year mark hits, they're just, like, super depressed over their crumbling megastructure. Well, yeah, and that's why they're building new shit, too, because it's, like, their order, but also, like, uh, at least you can build new shit if you're not, you know, maintaining the old shit. The setting's very depressing. It's cool to imagine that the oldest parts of the cities are in the worst state of repair. Mm. Like, they're just shitholes. Yeah, maybe by the end, the palace lands is in terrible shape. The, pa- the palatial strip. I mean, the, pa- the palatial yeah. strip, yes. Pardon. It'd be cool if that were, like, overlooking the ocean and then parts part of it has just collapsed entirely into the fucking... It used to be nice. a long, almost, like, airplane runway-type strip, and then it's half of it's just fucking sunk into the sea. Uh, yeah, it's like 10 lanes. It's a little cool to envision like the interiors of these places are like luxury apartments and then you go outside and everything is falling apart. I, I actually kind of envision the interiors of these places as kind of like Soviet kitsch mm-hmm. or like functional furniture, like uh, faux wood, that kind of shit. Lots of statues. Depends on where it you depends are. on, yeah, and your how rich you are or yeah. how much power you have really well, wait, because like i mean i think we're hitting a good point i just want to think through how the people in the palatial pl- strip reproduce mm-hmm. that's an interesting uh, yes that that is quite a conundrum <laughs> oh golden deliver you semen <laughs> you jerk off into a cup yeah that actually might be how it has to be i, I think it would be that that's the only way to do it sterile well uh what if there were a cadre of golem communicators like loyalist golems who want to help humans survive and who are relaying messages to arrange basically meetups between people Ow, chicka, wow, wow. well yeah because yeah. you would have well, to have conjugal visits a super plague uh well that's the thing you're you're risking it yeah maybe maybe that, that works like maybe, maybe the Maybe it's like 51%. I don't know if I like survive. They have to take no, crazy really, precautions. Like the, like, this is the huge leap, right? You have yeah. to, <laughs> it, we won't get it, but it's a heavily ask. sterilized <laughs> process, right? Well, because if sure. you think about it, conveying this super plague, right? 
if you come together, if you come together, just two people coming together, one of them is, if one of them could get sick and die, both of them aren't going to. Well, what's really fucked up about this is you don't ever see like the face of like your child's father, you know, Mm. in a way, like you go to this spot and like have this encounter and that person's just another tool in this brutalist city that you Mm -hmm. have to use. Yeah, you have sex right. through a sheet. Well, you still communicate with them a lot through the. the that's like, true. That's golem true. phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is the is the golem phone playing R. Kelly music? Playing baby what? making music? Yeah. No, R. Kelly's canceled. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still baby making music, oh. dude. No, it, how does their plumbing work? Are there toilets, golems? That would suck. <laughs> that would, <laughs> oh, that's why they're oh, Interesting question. <laughs> I think. I think uh, Walter. I think it's like the Flintstones. There's, there's, a, there's a living creature well, doing everything. It's a living. <laughs> All right. I think that's a, a great place to stop. That's let's, just, let's, let's everybody think about that one. You, you go into you your bathroom. Reggie steel is your you, toilet. Yeah. You press back on the golem's head and you shit in its mouth. Yeah. Right down its throat. It doesn't have to be built like that. <laughs> that is unfortunately how it's built. <laughs> that is how it's built. It doesn't I, have to I, be. I do think it'd be funny if it's like a a taller human that you're like sitting in their lap. <laughs> and they have their arms crossed. And you just like lean back and look up. And it's like, how you doing? How you doing, Fred? It's like a porcelain okay. human. Well, now that we've added a twist that makes the setting slightly worse, uh, let's wrap it up. That's our MO. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, any, and any fan fiction writers out there, uh, <laughs> yes, please. Don't. Please send do it all. Contact right, us. Write sex in this setting and well, send it to us. Well, we kind of did, actually. This is the first setting we've ever yeah. wrote sex into it. <laughs> this is, yeah, canonically, Except none of the other settings have sex. Chessman and yeah. Crap World, for some fucking reason. Uh, this well, is a PG-13 setting. For 90 uh, minutes, it felt like. <laughs> we, get, we get one F-bomb in this setting. Uh. Well, like every, that was Kaiju, and you have to talk about how Kaiju's reproduced, well, folks, because it's usually a plot show. point. If you like this episode, <laughs> you can subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice to get new episodes every Wednesday. If you wish, if you if it would behoove you, if you're so inclined, go ahead and write us a review on iTunes. Share us with anyone who likes world building. It helps us out a ton. Our art, as always, is courtesy of the talented and wonderful Shell Tor at Jovial Paradox on Twitter. You can tweet at us too at Lorelads or send us spirited hate mail at 30minuteworlds at gmail.com. We've got some from y'all. We know y'all hate us. Thanks for listening. Wait, and you know a, what? Oh, uh, what up? Some what of up? the settings do have sex. The, vi- the very first setting Why are we fucking, had a whole society yeah, based around music, orgies. The music yeah, is yeah, playing. Yeah, based yeah. around orgies. There's sex. like a mushroom <laughs> that <laughs> made sex. people horny. That's, that's, that's your shit. from the start. <laughs> it's entirely your shit, bro. Oh, excuse oh. me for being fact, a living, breathing, sensual man. Oh.